Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is Friday. I hope you guys had a great week, ready to go into a safe and enjoyable weekend. I have been breaking down training camp all week giving you the most updated news and notes on the ongoing negotiations between the players and the league. Also breaking down some of the most critical roster role battles that the Titans will see throughout this training camp. Make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast on iTunes or follow on Spotify so that you can check out some of those older episodes. If you missed them, that's evergreen content diving in to the biggest battles that we will see in training camp, but also so you're getting the Titans content that I will be pumping out Monday through Friday throughout the rest of the season. Also, follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans as well. For today's show, what we are going to do is we have talked all week about some of the negative impacts that the COVID-19 restrictions will have on training camp and the preseason. So let's finish out the week with some positivity. Let's talk about how these, I don't want to say positively impact the Titans, but how the Titans are actually set up in more of an advantageous situation than some other teams by comparison. So we will talk about the reasons why the Titans are set up for success based on this limited offseason. But then, we will continue our Clash of the Titans series, taking a look at some of the most fierce and hotly contested roster battles that we will see throughout this Titans training camp. And I'm not just talking about roster spots. I'm talking about the actual roles that need to be filled for the Titans going into 2020. So we will continue that series today on the defensive line, looking at the edge position, I will give you a duh option, a maybe option, a WTF option, as I have done all week to break down the secondary edge role for the Titans. And then, it's a Friday, folks. We will finish out the week with a Friday mailbag. Got uh, something special to talk about with you guys as well to get a little bit of interaction between me and all of you lovely folks. So I'm excited for our Friday mailbag to talk about an upcoming opportunity to bring our community closer together, but also to answer your guys' questions. So big Friday show, breaking down the positive aspects that the Titans can take away from this limited offseason. Another clash of the Titans roster roll battle, talking about the secondary edge position, and then answering your guys' questions in the Friday mailbag. Let's get it. altered offseason due to COVID-19, it's easy to see how teams could be negatively impacted. There are 90 men on a roster heading into training camp normally. This year, things will be cut down to 80. First, that gives NFL teams less of an opportunity to find diamonds in the rough and some of these undrafted free agent gems that pop up every single year in the NFL. Also, from the player's perspective, this may be the only chance that they got to make an NFL roster, and most of them will probably not get that opportunity next year. Then, you look at the elimination of the preseason. Again, that gives teams less of an opportunity to evaluate the players that they have on the back end of their roster that includes those undrafted free agents that I mentioned, but also includes some 
veterans who are trying to fight for their NFL life. So this will have a negative impact on those players, about 40 players at the end of a roster, but also, of course, the negative impact on the NFL teams is they don't get an opportunity to find, as I mentioned, some of those diamonds in the rough, those undrafted free agents, some of those late-blooming veterans that we see pop up and produce for NFL teams every single year. So those negative impacts have been documented, and you also look at a lack of continuity on your offense or defense and how that could hurt your team going into 2020 if you have a ton of new pieces. And in the NFL, roster turnover is very common. So if you have a lot of new pieces on your offense and defense and you're going into a limited offseason with no preseason games to practice and a limited amount of actual practice time due to the ramp-up period that will be necessary, well, now you are putting all of your new pieces at a disadvantage. And if an NFL team has a lot of new pieces, it could be a major detriment to them going into 2020. We'll look at specifically the Tennessee Titans and how compared to some of those teams who may be in that position, the Titans could be in an advantageous position. So look at the Titans offense and defense. They will be returning about nine of their offensive and defensive starters out of the 11 on both sides of the ball. If you consider a third wide receiver a starter for the Titans, then it's 10 out of 11 starters on the Titans offense. But let's take a look at the starters that will no longer be available to the Titans. Number one, you look at the right tackle position. They lost Jack Conklin. But here is where the Titans have put themselves in a fantastic position considering the limited offseason. So the Titans drafted rookie right tackle Isaiah Wilson out of Georgia in the first round of the draft. If he is unable to go and be ready for week one and isn't able to get up to speed due to all of the restrictions and the lack of actual playing time that Wilson will have, the Titans have Dennis Kelly ready to go, who's comfortable in the system, who's been with the team for multiple seasons, and he will be able to hold that down until Isaiah Wilson does get up to speed. You also move to the defensive side of the ball and you look at the loss of Jarrell Casey on the defensive line. Well, the Titans went out in free agency and got defensive of lineman Jack Crawford, but if, like Wilson, he is not ready to go and not up to speed because of his lack of familiarity with the system, the Titans have someone like Isaiah Mack waiting to go, who is familiar with the system and played with the team last year. You keep on the defensive line and you look at the Titans' loss of Cameron Wake, who, although he was injured a lot of the season, was slated as the starter for most of the year, the first nine games. You replace him with someone like Vic Beasley in free agency, but of course, if Beasley isn't ready to go, the Titans have someone like Kamale Correa, who is familiar with the system, played in the defense last year, knows the terminology and the scheme, and can hold down the fort until Beasley is up to speed. And then, of course, you see the loss of Logan Ryan at cornerback. The Titans drafted Christian Fulton in the second round out of LSU to fill that spot, but Fulton is a rookie. This is his first experience in the NFL, and if due to the restrictions, he isn't able to get up to speed with this playbook and the terminology, the Titans have brought in veteran Jonathan Jones. Joseph, who, although not being a Titan, has played in the exact same defensive scheme that the Titans run for many years with the Texans and has played under Mike Vrabel and defensive back coach Anthony Midget before. So the Titans are at an advantage compared to other teams because they are bringing back a ton of their starters, keeping continuity, and then even in the places that they need to replace a few starters, they have players who are familiar with the scheme and the system that will be ready to go until the new faces get up to speed. 
Speaking of being up to speed, if your vehicle does not seem like it is up to speed this summer, then you have to check out rockauto.com. Guys, we need some support for rockauto.com. I know all of you have different things that you want to improve on your vehicle, little maintenance jobs that pop up here and there, changing your oil, changing a, a tail light, changing a headlight, dealing with some wiring with your AC. My AC right now in my car is leaking. I need to get a hose replaced. All of those different little things that pop up with your vehicle can be handled by rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com. There's convenient self-service for all of your auto part and body part needs. And make sure that you put the code LOCKED ON in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. You're going to get amazing prices from rockauto.com. They don't change the price whether you're a professional mechanic or a do-it-yourselfer at home. And They don't have a limited stock like you're going to get at a store that you go to, some sort of chain car place that you go to. They only have a limited stock in the back, and if they don't have the part that you need for your exact vehicle, then you're going to have to make multiple trips. Why not make one trip into your pocket, grab your phone, go to rockauto.com. You're going to get the best price possible. You're not going to get any kind of upcharge just because you aren't a professional mechanic. Also, you're not going to have any limitations in stock. You're personally going to be able to view all of the specifications, all of the different options that you have to repair your car and get it, as I mentioned, at the best price. RockAuto.com is a family business and they have been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So, whether it's on your phone or on your computer, go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Like I said, they have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil. They even have new carpet if that's what you need. I know that you guys out there listening have to fix your cars. I know that there's maintenance involved. So make sure you're getting the best price possible. Shop direct online at rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And when you do, make sure you write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that I sent you. Clash of the Titans. So throughout the week, we have been, as part of our training camp preview, doing a little bit of a roster role battle series. So I'm not talking about roster spots. I'm not talking about who's going to make the team, who's not going to make the team. I'm talking about who will be the primary option for the Titans in certain roles that need to be filled. And we've talked about so far on Monday, the backup quarterback role. On Tuesday, the fourth wide receiver role. On Wednesday, the right tackle position. And yesterday, we talked about interior defensive line, the third rotation spot there. And I talked about the slot cornerback role yesterday, but I realized there's another defensive line spot that we need to get to first, and I'll have something special for you guys on the slot position on Monday. But today, we need to stay on the defensive line and take a look at that secondary edge rusher position. So, of course, we know about Harold Landry, and it's a little different than some of the other spots that we have talked about because they had a defined starter last year. 
outside of Harold Landry, it was a combination of different folks at the edge rusher position for the Titans. And I would imagine that we'll see more of a rotation going forward, but who will get the second most snaps at edge for the Titans this year? Last year, it was supposed to be Cameron Wake, and then we saw Kamale Correa get a lot of run there. We saw different undrafted free agents like a Derek Roberson get an opportunity as well mixed in there. So a lot of different names. Who will fill that role opposite of Harold Landry for the Titans this year? Let's take a look at some of the options. And as I have done all week, I'm going to give you a duh. I'm going to give you a maybe. I'm going to give you a WTF option as well. So let's dive right into our options here. First, we will start with the duh. This is the most likely answer in my opinion right now, and that is Vic Beasley. The Titans paid Vic Beasley $9.5 million this year that could go all the way up to $12 million. They didn't do that expecting him to be third or fourth out of the edge group in percentage of snaps. That's not why they gave him close to $10 million. So right now, the easy answer, the duh answer, is Vic Beasley. Vic Beasley's played in 78 games in his NFL career. He's been more productive than any of the other options with 37 and a half sacks, 119 tackles. He played a career high, 73% of the snaps for the Falcons last year. So although they let him go in free agency, it wasn't like they were taking him off the field. They played Beasley more than they ever played Beasley last year. He had a 58.9 overall grade by pro football focus, 60.6 on the ground, and 62.3 as a pass rusher. So some decent grades there for Beasley if he can get back to his 2016 form. I do believe it was 2016 where he led the NFL in sacks. Then obviously he's the duh option there and that would make a ton of sense. But even if he doesn't get there, Beasley still had eight sacks last year, which would have been second on the Titans behind Harold Landry. So right now Beasley is the duh. He has the most production. He has the the most money on his contract and he has the most experience as an actual every down rusher. So right now, Vic Beasley is my duh option. My maybe option. My maybe option here. And I got two maybes for you. One of them is Kamale Correa. So Correa was fantastic for the Titans at the end of the season last year. And he has a lot of experience in his NFL career as well. 54 games for his career. Only eight and a half sacks, though, in his entire career, and five of them came last year for the Titans. Only three and a half sacks in his first three seasons in the NFL, and limited playing time, of course, but still, not a lot of production to point to. 52 tackles, and last year for the Titans, he played in 39% of the snaps, so fair to call him that secondary edge rusher last year, which is why he is a maybe option. 67.8 overall grade from Pro Football Focus, 61.2 on the ground, 58. rushing the passer. And here's the thing about Correa, though. As we've seen, the coaches even talked about it. Correa, John Robinson actually was the one who said this, that Correa going 100 miles per hour all over the place. Okay, so Kamala Correa is only going to be able to do that if he's a part of a rotation and they keep him fresh. That's why I have Correa as the maybe, even though Correa played for the Titans last year, had 39% of the snaps. On the surface, it would seem like he is the duh option, but the Titans brought him back at a very low contract, which means he didn't have uh, a lot of a market as a free agent, 
And Correa has only been a rotational player throughout his career, and that's where he has served best. Correa's best because he goes 100 miles per hour all over the field all the time. He's best served in a rotational role. He can play a little bit of stand-up linebacker. He can pass rush. He can be in there against the run. I think it would be naive to expect Kamale Correa to be a... Uh, secondary edge rusher for the Titans in terms of snap count to go across from Harold Landry simply because he hasn't had success in that role at any point in time during his career. He's best as a role player for the Titans, not a pseudo starter getting the second most snaps at the edge rusher position. So that's why I put Correa as my maybe, even though on the surface it seems like he would be the duh option based on what we said in the first segment. Then, the second maybe option. Send in the clown. Jadavian Clowney. So let's talk a little bit about Clowney here. 75 games in his career. 32 sacks. Crazy that Beasley's had more production than Clowney there. 172 tackles for Clowney though. He's a much more of an effective player against the run. He's actually one of the best defensive linemen against the run in the entire NFL. He did play 57% of the snaps for Seattle last year in only 13 games. So obviously he was a tad bit limited due to injury, which is one of the reasons why he hasn't been signed yet. But he did have an 87.3 overall grade by Pro Football Focus, 80.8 against the run, 79.1 as a pass rusher. Clearly the highest graded player out of any of the options that we see here. And it's because Clowney is the best player out of any of the options that we see here. Now, before I recorded today, we did see an update that the NFL has still not approved outside players and free agents to go into team facilities for physicals. So we still wait the opportunity for the Titans to actually look at Clowney. But at this moment in time, it's obvious he would be the best edge rushing candidate for the Titans. But because he's not signed and he's still on the market, he is an obvious maybe option. Now, let's go to the WTF option. It's somebody that I'm pretty fond of. I have uh, made a Tic Tac Titans film breakdown for this player, even though he got a limited opportunity last year. And that is Derek Roberson, the undrafted free agent who played three games for the Titans in the regular season last year. Three games in the playoffs for the Titans, added as a rusher at the end of the season. And he had three sacks against the New Orleans Saints, made his presence felt Early on in his three regular season games, had five tackles during that time, 29 total snaps, so very limited amount of snaps, a 67.2 overall grade from Pro Football Focus, 60 even on the ground, 67.7 as a pass rusher. He flashed immense potential as a pass rusher for the Titans last year, so let's say Roberson continues his maturation, continues his progression, he could end up being the best pure pass rusher that the Titans have if they don't bring in a Jadavian Clowney. So Roberson is the WTF option for me. He's a long shot. He's still a long shot to make the roster, but he showed, like I said, incredible potential and flashes last year at the end of the year. That's why he is my WTF option going into training camp. But we are going to answer your questions in the Friday mailbag to finish out the show. And I got a pseudo-question suggestion from someone online that could really end up being a fun experiment for all of us. So I will talk about that next. (music) 
Let's kick off our Friday mailbag. Get us out into, like I said, a fun and safe weekend. I'm definitely excited for the weekend. I hope you guys are too. But we will end out our week as we always do with the mailbag. So my first question comes from my guy, Stephen Smith. And his question was, what's your opinion on Robinson's comments on Clowney and the signing of Mason Kinsey at wide receiver? So I will talk about that. I got this question um, right after I did the mailbag last week from Steven, so sorry that you've been uh, waiting so long for the answer to this question. But uh, like I said, I like Mason Kinsey. Uh, unfortunately, with the restrictions due to training camp that I talked about earlier in the show, I just don't see him having a real opportunity to make the team this year, unfortunately. But I think that um, in the mold of an Adam Humphreys, he might have the opportunity to to make a roster at some point in time. He's just got to keep working as hard as possible. But unfortunately, his chances are pretty limited considering the limited offseason. Then he also asked, what's your opinion on Robinson's comments on Clowney? And of course, if you guys remember, we talked about it. Robinson talked about wanting to get Clowney into the building uh, to have a physical, make sure that you know he's all good to go before you extend a, an actual contract. And I just agree with that 100%. He had off-season surgery. You got to get Clowney in the building, let the Titans team doctors take a look at him. Or I, I can't offer him a deal uh, if I don't know. That, that he's healthy. So he looks healthy. Like Robinson said, he looks good on the videos, but until you get a guy actually in your building and take a look at him, you just can't know for certain. So I agree with, with pretty much everything that Robinson had to say about that. Moving on to another question from my guy, Albert Tenorio. He asked another question here for me. Albert said, how many fantasy football leagues do you play and what is your draft strategy for this year? Okay, so I used to play in a lot more. Uh, I, I dropped it down because playing too many fantasy football leagues, I think ruins the experience because you have too many players that are on your team that you're going against or that you are you have on one team that you're going against on another and it just doesn't really allow you to root for your guys because there are too many implications. So I, I cut down my fantasy football leagues all the way down to two last year, just two local ones. I'm in a dynasty keeper league with some of my closest friends from high school and, and my local area that we have a keeper. You get two keepers. Um, I have certain rules. I'm the commissioner of that league. And then I'm in another league with some of my football buddies who I played football with uh, that is a redraft league every year. But we have an awesome draft party, uh, get a keg. We do a big beer Olympics to determine uh, a beer pong tournament. And the beer pong tournament decides uh, what draft pick you get. It's just a whole day-long event. It's absolutely a blast. I can't wait for this year's. But I have a feeling that this year I'll be playing in a few more fantasy football leagues. I already committed to doing a Titans Twitter uh, fantasy football league with uh, some people who cover the team and some of the bigger fans. Uh, Also... And we'll get to this a little later on in the segment. There may be another fantasy football league that I do other than those three that I plan on getting into this year. So that's a great question, Albert. In terms of my draft philosophy, 
it, it, I, I don't try to keep it a secret. Get, get your running backs early. You need stud running backs. Wide receiver is super deep. Quarterback is super deep. Tight end, I won't call it super deep, but after the first three or four options, it's really generally all the same. So um, from my perspective, just go running back early. Stack yourself at the position with people you can rely on. It's my big thing. It's reliability, volume, opportunity. And then from there, um, you can kind of look at which players that you like the best. At the end of the day, pick the players that you want to root for. That's what makes it most fun. So uh, that's generally my philosophy every year. I'm heavy running back. I'm not one of these zero running back guys. The next question comes from Josh Murbitz, and he says, what is the next free agent you see us picking up? Clowney at the edge, a veteran QB, maybe another I didn't mention here. And actually, I think that the most likely free agent signing that the Titans will make if they do make one, is neither of those. I think it'll be kicker Steven Gostkowski. Gostkowski. Oh, it's a tough one. But either way, I think that if Greg Joseph, because I don't think that Tucker McCann, the undrafted free agent kicker out of Missouri, I don't think he's going to have an opportunity to actually see the roster. That seems like an easy place to make a cut to get your roster size down to the 80 that's been discussed in the media. But uh, Clowney, who knows when that could happen? But bringing in Goskowski at the kicker position to battle with Greg Joseph, it just makes a lot of sense from my perspective. I think right now if we had to assign percentages, that would be the most likely free agent that the Titans brought in next. And then the next question comes from Kesej, K underscore Sej on Twitter. But uh, he said, have you had to pick one player on the roster who is affected most by not having any preseason games, who would it be? And in my opinion, it is going to be any of the rookies. I know that's not exactly what what you're looking for, but you look at somebody like Christian Fulton. You look at somebody like Isaiah Wilson. Uh, I'll take Darren uh, Darrington Evans out of that equation. The running back position is the easiest to translate from college to the NFL in my opinion, so I don't think Evans will have a a big, uh, I guess, uh, learning curve to play running back, but somebody like Isaiah Wilson going from the college defensive lines to NFL defensive lines, the type of protection calls that you have to learn, um, that's pretty tough. Also, Christian Fulton, defensive terminology and scheme is going to be completely different from college to this Titans defense. So that's going to be very difficult. I'm going to pick those two because they're the ones who are expected to play the most. Lorel Murchison will obviously have the same difficult learning curve as a rookie, but he's not going to be expected to make as big of an impact on the team as Fulton and Wilson are expected to have. And then Jackson and McDonald, I mean, I can't even guarantee they're going to make the roster. So um, maybe I guess it's fair to say them because they'll get less of an opportunity to actually make the roster. So if you're looking at the actual rookies that should be on the team, I'm going to go with Wilson and Fulton. If you're looking overall at the entire 90-man roster, it's any of the undrafted free agents who won't really get an opportunity opportunity to showcase their skills in a normal situation. The next question comes from Mad Sports SD16 on Twitter, and he said this, Commissioner Tic Tac Tyler 
How about a Tic Tac Titans Fantasy Football League for 12 of your loyal listeners? Sound like a plan? Save me a spot, sir. This is an absolutely excellent idea, and I'm really happy that uh, this came about. It's a great idea. So I even thought about expanding the idea. Not only, not only just having 12 of you in uh, a, a fantasy football league and, you know, enjoying the camaraderie that comes along with that. Uh, I'll start a, a group chat, all of that. But, but, what if we added some extra incentives? So, each week, I could maybe have a member of the pod, a uh, member of the fantasy football league on for a segment to talk about their team, to talk about the league in general, or to ask me questions directly about the Titans. Also, also, there is an idea that I had of the winner of the Fantasy Football League. I don't want to make it for money, guys. I I just don't... uh, I don't like the idea of doing it for money when it's just for fun and it's listeners and me, and I just don't like getting money involved. That's a quick way to make things go south. Um, when this is just supposed to be for fun. So bragging rights would be what's on the table. But also, the winner of the Fantasy Football League, the Tic Tac Titans Fantasy Football League, if it's not me, so really it's about whoever finishes in second place and loses in the championship to me, I'll have that person on for an entire episode of Locked on Titans to be my co-host for the day. I think that would be a pretty fun reward, a a pretty fun trophy. And then, of course, that person would get an automatic invite back into the league next year. So that's something that I'm thinking about. I'm mulling all that over. We have, you know, about another month or so, a little more than a month before the season actually kicks off. Um, So it's something that I'm going to think about, but right now it's definitely an idea. I've had Colin Light say that he'd be interested. Of course, uh, you see uh, Ender46 that said he was interested. Jeff McCullough said he would be interested. Taisei Fu, uh, my guy random sports fan 757, also said he'd be interested. Devin Knight, Mike Will, um, Justin James Cummins, Dixon Sider, Kenneth, my Texas sports fan, 1015, that's my guy. A lot of people have already said they want a spot in my mentions. So it's going to fill up pretty quickly. If you're interested, please let me know. Uh, it's going to be pretty, pretty sad, you know, that I'm going to have to leave some people out. Uh, it's just the reality. I'm not certain how I'm going to figure that out. You know, that it's something, it's going to be a tough decision to make if I have more than 11 people who want in, but let me know if you're interested and I'll figure out some sort of way to, uh, to get everybody involved, but that is going to do it for our Friday mailbag. And that is going to do it for this week's locked on Titans podcast. Really excited for next week when training camp actually kicks off for real on Tuesday. Hopefully everything is ironed out between the league and the players association by then. And I will bring you guys all of that updated information next week but check out rockauto.com for all of your auto parts needs that's going to do it for me today as always i am your host tyler roland and this was locked on titan